Welcome to the Arrest or Mimics podcast with your host Ben Talon. Hello and welcome to Arrest or Mimics. This is the original thinking and creative innovation podcast. I am Ben Talon, your host. How's everybody doing? I hope you're all good as ever. Massive feedback on the When Saturday Comes 30th Anniversary two-part special with Doug Cheeseman, the art editor. Uh, I hope more people than just football fans listen to that episode or episodes because such a great story of old school cutting and pasting graphic design, learning on the job, pitching up at offices, making the most of your own passion and your own character. There's a, a far more lateral story than just football alone. So if you haven't checked it out, go back and listen. Um, at least taking the first part where Doug takes us through an amazing journey of uh, mid-80s London when times weren't so good politically, but you know, making the most of the benefits he had so he could keep the wolf from the door, so to speak, and learn his craft in a real cowboy fashion. I'm saying that in the most complimentary way because he's a great guy who's, who's a fantastic art editor and he's been a huge influence in my career, so do go and check that out. Let me know your thoughts on this episode and the last, of course, at Arrest or Mimics on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Arrest or Mimics. Today is a bit of a fashion special and if I could just paint you a little picture... Um, I'm sitting on my sofa recording this introduction. It's a Thursday evening. I'm wearing a pair of jeans that are covered in at least seven different types of emulsion paint. And somewhere in a deep recess of my mind, I decided that this was become a fashion statement. No, mate. Uh, It's absolutely not going to be a fashion statement, but there's a stubborn part of me that wants to kind of hand paint and customise these jeans. And the reason being is that I was at my uncle's house recently, and this was around Christmas time. And he's an avid collector. And we were talking about his collection of punk record sleeves uh, and things from around that era. And I always love going and just indulging in this uh, amazing collection that he's got. And he was in on his own and he said, oh, like the missus is going to be back in, in 10 minutes. Like, Just come upstairs, check out what I've been collecting recently. And he wheels out this incredible rack of original Vivian Westwood and Malcolm McLaren, handmade, hand-dyed, um, patched written on a destroyed uh, anarchy shirts which I'd never heard of and something in my mind exploded and it gave me a whole new sense of what fashion could be instead of some of the sterile shit we have to deal with today so that's the idea and I guess what I'm saying is I am not the man to talk about fashion and that's why my guests today uh, are Jacqueline Bissett and Vicky Pierce from Illustration Limited. Uh, to take you back a little bit, Vicky and Jackie go back 20 years through a whole journey through... Uh, Vicky was a stylist and met Jackie who was doing figure drawing for various projects at the time. And their path took them down a whole different road, road as they went sort of through the fashion industry, through representing fashion photographers, and all the way to Illustration Limited, where they both joined around a similar time. Vicky was an illustr- was and is an illustration agent and a, a really good one, who has kind of got a bit of a specialist interest in fashion, and that takes you back on their joint journey. And Jackie has just got better and better over the years and evolved. To become a bit of a fashion queen, I mean, she really is. Uh, just to give you a bit of a rundown of the clients that she works with, uh, Jackie works with Louis Vuitton, Cartier, Tommy Hilfiger, Disney, uh, Swarovski, um, Selfridges, Penguin Books, uh, Scarlet Entertainment, Samsung, Kurt Geiger. And as I met Vicky and Jackie to talk for this podcast today, uh, Jackie was gearing up to go and paint live at the BAFTAs. So I hope that's okay with all you guys. Um, but that's a pretty big ass deal so I was keen to sit down and very much be honest about my role as fashion novice and hope that these guys would take me through their story uh, and 20 years of golden experience Jackie is one of the best fashion illustrators in the world if not the, there's no contesting that Um, get in touch if you've got a problem with that (laughs) and we'll have it out over email keyboard warrior to the end But today's show is a real insight for anyone who's interested in fashion, uh, types of fashion illustration and working in that world, whether it's anything from live event drawing to commissions for some of the biggest brands, as I just mentioned, then today's show is for you because Jackie is where it's at. And Vicky gives us, you know, the other side of things from an agenting perspective, so it's a real valuable show and you'll hear me being well and truly educated by, uh, by the ladies 
uh, at the Illustration Limited offices, which is where we recorded today's podcast. So go and check out their website. Go and check out Jackie's portfolio, of course, illustrationweb.com. Follow them on social media to keep up with the amazing jobs that she's doing all the time. Uh, just looking at Jackie's portfolio right now, it's so vibrant, so loose. Uh, her life stuff recently has been in particularly loose, more so than ever, and I think it's getting stronger. I think it's really, really strong. Um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how Jackie copes with the live drawing and works under pressure. She's been travelling increasing amounts overseas to the Middle East to lots of different... I think she was in Q8 recently, uh, as we'll, we'll cover all that stuff. Working in branding, corporate identity... Uh, fashion, beauty, uh, and just it's just really strong stuff. And it was a really exciting experience for me to sit down and get a crash course in a world that I'm really not qualified to be talking about. That being said, I did actually have the shit ripped out of me, pardon my French, for doing a talk at my old university, the University of Central Lancashire, on the fashion promotions and branding degree. Uh, if you know me, you will get the irony of that. Because I have a, a, a frisky collection of shirts, which is probably unrivaled in South East London right now. Um, but I hope you get a lot out of the show today, because I it was this was something I wanted to do for a while for my for my own interest to bring to you guys, because I think fashion illustration is really hot at the moment. So get me your thoughts over. Drop us an email, arrestonomics at gmail.com. Check us out on social as ever. Uh, I hope you enjoy what's going on today. Do subscribe if you like the show. It's a big help. Get Go on iTunes and, and just search Arrest All My Mix. You'll find us quite easily. Go and check out the show. Spread the word. Please do tell other people because I want to create a, an ever-increasing and expanding library of creative inspiration. Uh, and that's the idea with the show. So really cool guests coming up. We've got Illustration Jedi Rod Hunt, who was chairman of the Association of Illustrators for nine years, and he takes us through that experience and how he built an illustration career. We've got... Sinead, who set up Crafty Fox Markets, who are just smashing it to pieces in London right now and about to expand into Leeds. So it's getting better. It's really getting there. Uh, really happy with where the show's going at the moment. So stick with us. Enjoy the show. Where were you again, Jackie? Then? Where, did you, where did you go? Where were your trips recently? Bit, uh, two you? weeks ago, I was in Bahrain. Yeah. Um, what were you doing there? That, that I was working for Van Cleef and Arpels. Yeah. And so it was the second job I'd done. I'd been in Q8 with them. Um, previously so I was really glad they came back you know it's yeah. nice when a, a client comes back you know yeah. you know it's kind of gone well um and possibility of an ongoing relationship which yeah. is always nice uh but Bahrain was lovely yeah. it was so nice it was nice to get away from stormy mm. England and uh, it was lovely and hot I mean, it's actually quite cool for there it's about 25 26 degrees oh really but really really sunny um not that you see really much of outside because all in the Middle East it's like you know just Shopping centres and mm. shopping malls, whatever they're called, and uh, yeah. you know that's where I was working basically. Okay, yeah. So, and how long yeah. were you there for? Uh, just a few days. I think I was there for two nights. So uh, yeah, sort of travel out on the one day, uh, get there in the evening, work the next sort yeah. of late morning time, you know, and yeah. then I did it. Did two shifts actually, so I had a couple of hours break in between, which was quite nice because like you can do. Like three hours, full on, have a couple of hours break and do another mm. three hours. And actually it's quite a relaxed way of working. Cool. And it was nice because a lot of the time, you know, have to do five or six hours and at the end of it you're like, seeing double. You yeah. know, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's quite full on. So actually it was a really good relaxed trip, Brilliant. you know. Well, that's nice. Also know people out there, which was quite nice. Okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, I got to sort of see my, my friend's brother who's been working out there for 10 years and met his uh, fiancé-to-be, so, um, and it's a bit more liberal than Q8, so yeah. we went for cocktails, oh, fantastic. <laughs> which is quite nice. Very nice, that's really cool. Yeah. And so have you, you travelled a lot with your work in general? I haven't, uh, no. sorry, but, um, I haven't travelled loads um, in the past, but um, it seems to be getting sort of more and more travelling going on, you know? That's cool. Yeah, it's really great. It's sort of different side to your work, Jackie, isn't it? That, yeah. That it's live event drawing. Yeah. So mm. it's for events, often for sort of luxury brands organised by I can't believe it, apartments. actually, how it's changed so much because, you know, all sort of works. In, you know, in my studio in the last sort of uh, seven or eight years, but 
you know, before that, I'd never had a studio. I just had a corner of my room mm. or a hallway or yeah. something, you know? Yeah. So uh, for me to have a studio was like a real step up. And then it's like, oh, my God, and people want me to go and work elsewhere. And, yeah. you know, so it's it's been a lovely kind of change. And, yeah, it's been nice working in Selfridges for Louis Vuitton. Mm. That was brilliant. That was just before Christmas. Yeah. And that was two, uh, two um, days um, it was, I think it was the Friday and the Saturday mm. and, uh, stayed up there as well. And they were lovely to work with just sort of working in the store on the ground floor. Yeah. Um, are you, are you comfortable with the sort of life stuff? Cause I was so impressed when I saw you doing it at Scrapbook Live. They're just, you know, the fluidity of your drawing live there and then and the accuracy of it. I, was, I, was I kind of have to get into role or, you know, kind of have to sort of get to feeling comfortable yeah. with it. Um, but no, I really enjoy it actually, because mm. it sort of um, takes me back to when I was teaching, you know, and I, I, one of my favourite bits of teaching was teaching life drawing. Yeah. So, um, I get, you know, all, all the students would come and gather around and watch me draw the figure, and I kind of quite like that. Maybe it's mm. a sort of bit of show off in me, I don't know, <laughs> but it's, it almost feels like you're on stage, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, there's a certain yeah, adrenaline to it. it, isn't there? Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I think it's a lot easier having done it, you know, having drawn. I mean, I've worked for nearly 30 years, I think mm. it is, something like that. So, yeah. you know, it's like a second, second nature, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you just draw all the time. Yeah. And I mean, I still just really love it, you know what I mean? Just looking at something mm. and working out how I'm going to sort of get it down on paper. And yeah. I still get a real thrill from that, you I know? I think you have to, don't you? And I think if, you, if that even starts to go slightly I think you have to sort of adapt to that and find out why and, and, yeah. and challenge whether it's a fresh challenge or a sort of yeah. shift I think if that goes it's dangerous it's a dangerous precedent yeah definitely I mean you know for me it's always been about the drawing you know the starting point has always been the sketching mm. um, and uh, yeah I mean I've kind of worked in like loads of different medium and uh, it's been nice that because it's you know it's sort of kept my sort of uh, going you know just sort of really kept my enjoyment up I suppose mm, you know mm. um, and I just really like playing around, playing around with art materials so yeah. you know it's yeah. just there's always something new out there or something I haven't used so yeah. you know you kind of get a bit bored with one thing you start using something else and you I discover new ways I'm to do sure things. that's a great lesson to anyone as well who's, who's sort of fallen into that trap where you get really comfortable with a style and, and almost become a bit of a process you know because it's yeah. that again that's going against why hopefully you get into it in the beginning in, yeah. in any creative pursuit mm-hmm. and I think if you stop exploring and, and trying to move forward then you mm-hmm. inevitably stagnate so well I used to worry about that Vicky do you remember I used yeah. to kind of really worry that I didn't have a set style and there were sort of like all these illustrators who had such a strong style mm-hmm. and I used to say I remember to Vicky years ago saying like oh my god I just I worry because I just do not have this style and you know you say yeah you do you can see it you know but totally. you know I think I used to work in so many different styles that uh, yeah I, I suppose it although you work in in different styles it's always identifiable uniquely to you and it's I think what's fantastic about you and what has made you so versatile and have the longevity that you've had within your career is your pure versatility across the different media that you work in. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, when we first started working together about 16 years ago, at that time you were doing a lot of your work in collage with the Letra film. And actually, just the other day, I was going through a box of stuff at home, sorting things out, and I came across um, a card that you made me for when I had my daughter, Ruby. And it's lovely. It's a portrait of me pushing this beautiful stylized pram, looking far more glamorous (laughs) than I was at that time in my life. And it was a real thrill to find it again. I was looking at it and showing Ruby, who's 13 now, very interesting art, that it's all hand done and all the collage. And I love the fact that you can see also where your scalpel's been. There's little sort of nicks in the paper and um, just seeing where that human hand has been. But then you were very in demand for that style for a period of time. Yeah. But then you always recognise before it happens that things are going to change as they always do mm. in fashion because that's the very yeah. nature of fashion is that things always change. Mm. Yeah. Then you started developing into your watercolour style, yeah. um, which again you do beautifully and make it look so natural where that paint is on the paper. And then that became very in-demand style for you and then it's developed into the black line. And, yeah. yeah. You know, you're always constantly sort of moving stylistically. Yeah, with I suppose so. I kind of, you know, I think 
some of it has been really um you know helped by d- good direction you know with jobs i've had mm. like with uh, really good art directors and i remember sort of moving from that you know the sort of full lecture film with no line into i i think it was um do you remember nikki dipana l oh yes she um she asked me to um do less color the line that I was doing in one area with just a couple of blocks of letter film colour or even mm. just one colour and through that a new style was developed because I had a regular page with mm. them mm. every month for about two years I think yes, it I was, do you remember that? that? Yeah. It was a lovely job and um, so you know I think you do really get um, immediately influenced mm. or, or directed by some of the people you work for you know mm. and I mean that's really yeah. nice because if somebody uh, says oh why don't you try that I'll go yeah why not <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean it's, and it's, like, it's so encouraging to see someone who's, who's done as well as yourself and over a number of years still willing to, to listen and take all that on board because again stubbornness and sort of ego can often get in the way of some people and, and to the point where you Again, stagnate. But it's like, yeah. but I've had this little, little sort of, you know, line of mentors along my accidental mentors throughout my career. Exactly what yeah. you said. Art directors who's either gone a little bit beyond the call of duty to point something out in my style and suggest that I should try something. Yeah, and you can't, you can't not listen to experience like that and, some, and a fresh perspective. Mm-hmm. And, well, they just you know. see it with different eyes, and like you say, they, you know, a lot of these people have a, many years of experience, you know, yeah. and it's like, and they're coming at it from a different point of view yes. as well, mm-hmm. and and it, yeah, it's just really good. The sort of flip side of that is also then where you have then decided that you want to maybe start to develop in a different medium. Like, yeah. for instance, about six months ago, you started, you were part of a group exhibition um, in Bath yeah. um, of fashion illustrators, weren't you? And a That's lovely right. gallery yeah. there as part of Bath Fashion Yeah, group. it was David Simon Contemporary yes. Gallery, was it? And you started developing, um, bringing in, like, three-dimensional aspects, yeah. like feather and lace yeah. and textural items into your illustration. Yeah. And that sort of took you along a new path. Mm. And then I remember you got a fantastic commission following on from that from Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah, who that's it. picked up on that yeah, new style. That so nice. it's lovely when you introduce that, then a client sees it, picks up on it. Yeah. And you start getting commissioned. I'd love that. to do more of that. I feel like I've only just touched on that. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I kind of... Um, I don't know. I think, again, it's, it's like the... It's the line in these things, you know, because when I sort of see all those like ribbons and haberdashery and I see them in the lines and you kind of see them all together, Mm. I kind of think, wouldn't a drawn line be really nice against that? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, And uh, yeah, I suppose it's just sort of playing around with different materials. And I've always liked, um, you know, lovely bits of tracing paper and tissue Mm. paper. and I just see it as another material like that, you Mm. know. So, yeah, I'd like to explore that a lot more. It's just having time to do it, you know, and sort of play around and do your, yeah. own, do your own work, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's the you job conundrum, isn't it? Yeah. A lot of people say to me, oh, so do you draw in your spare time? I'm like, what spare time? <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I'm not, if I'm not drawing, I, you know, I've got two kids, so yeah. they take up the rest of the time, yeah, yeah. you know. So. But I think, I think of you as like... You are to fashion illustration what Erin O'Connor is to modelling, in that I always remember Erin O'Connor saying she would never turn away a job because mm. you just you just simply don't know mm. where and when your next job may yeah. be coming from. Just Absolutely. earn the money whilst it's there, and mm. that's to obviously put home a very good situation. But likewise, Jackie, in the length of time that we've been working together constantly in demand you you could have chosen to be maybe far more selective about mm. what you do but you're very commercially minded I just don't, and yeah. yeah you have been continually busy I don't think you can afford to be choosy in this business and I kind of see it as well this is my job if you had a job in an office mm. you'd have to take the rough with the smooth mm. you'd do some yeah. really nice work and then you'd have to do some jobs that you didn't particularly like but it was part of your job yeah. and I just see it like that do you know what I mean so you know I kind of think that you shouldn't really be snobbish about who you work for mm. I mean 
I don't know, if you suddenly take off and you're working really high end, maybe that's really different. But it's very limited that you can't sustain that forever. No. Do you know what I mean? You kind of don't burn your bridges. Do you know what I mean? Because you never know when you might need these people, Mm -hmm, you know? And if it does go quiet, then hopefully you have got that regular job with that, Mm. you know, weekly woman's magazine. Do you know what I mean? That, you know, might not be the best place to see your work. But, you know, they're still paying... 350 quid for an illustration or something and it might be fortnightly or it might be monthly and you might have it for five years or something well that's a well-paid job do you know what I mean so you you just can't yeah you just you just can't sort of uh, not do it really no Mm. that being said I mean I I got a text the other day off a friend who's a graphic designer and he works in sort of block placements in various magazines page layout and art direction and he texts me sort of out of the blue saying, have you ever, uh, have you ever turned down work because it isn't right kind of thing? And I have. And it's like, and, and even, I say I would more now, but it's more, it's not sort of, it's not a snobbery in any way. It's more, it's very much I start to get a clearer vision of where I want to go as I move forward. And some yeah, things are really great. sort of not, they, you know, the, the things, they're sort of styles that I was doing when I was way less uh, technically good. So it's mm. like, you know, I think there are, there are circumstances where sometimes you have, to, you, you know, sometimes it's as important as what you turn down as yeah. opposed to what you take on at times. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, sometimes when that, like I say, when the demand is high, if you take absolutely everything, mm. you are often watered down everything. You know, you can't give it the time, the quality, I think, in, in certain true. circumstances. And well, I think there are reasons for saying no. Aren't absolutely. There? And if it's because, you know, you, you've, you're inundated with work yeah. and you can pick and choose, well, that's a brilliant position yeah. to be in, you know, yeah. and... Yeah, I mean, I've turned down jobs, you know, for that reason, but that would be the only reason, I think. Yeah, that's right. Do you know what I mean? I agree, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's great when you've kind of, you know, you've got all this work yeah, coming in, it and is. it's like, I'm really sorry, I'm going to have to turn something down, so yeah, yeah. That, that'll that be it, I'm afraid, you know. <laughs> yeah. but, so, um, just about the sort of trends thing, and the sort of longevity in your career, Do have you ever sort of consciously followed trends, or have you very much always gone your own way, knowing that there will be a place for that? I mean... Um, I think I probably follow trends more in sort of being inspired by fashion more than anything else, more than art or more than illustrators. Mm. Um, You know, I kind of, I like to uh, follow fashion and sort of uh, draw what is on the catwalk, even if I haven't got a job related to it. So, you know, I try and sort of keep this kind of scrapbook thing going where I will just do a page or two, depending on what time I've got. Um, you know, just to draw the sort of makeup, the styling, the clothes, mm. and you know, and just see how it translates down on you know yeah. down on paper, and see what makes me tick. And and I guess that will influence yeah. you know because yeah. while I'm doing that, I'll find ways of translating that on the page. So. Mm. You know, I mean, if you've got a lot of trends around that are very colourful, you know, that's going to look very, very different, mm, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, some some seasons I, I worked in colour a lot more because there are a lot of colours around. But, yeah, yeah it's more to do with being influenced that's, with And that's the uh, really positive use mm-hmm. for, so, I guess, such a fast-moving industry with so much kind of transformation and always new ideas, I guess you're, you're using mm. that in the ultimate positive way to influence moving I forward. I mean, that's, mm. that's what I like about fashion, yeah. really. I mean, there's no way I could really keep up on the sort of buying front and sort of being that much involved as I would really like to be. But yeah. at least I can draw it, you know what I mean? And yeah. sort of pretend I'm mm. in it, you know? Yeah, yeah very much so. But yeah. yeah, it's quite nice because you do sort of get involved with, you know, the designs, don't you? And yes. just kind of think, well... How does that work? And when you start sort of looking into the garments, it's like, mm. actually, it's really, really clever. Clever design work, yeah. clever and cutting, you, you know. Understand, you would appreciate that because obviously your your background originally was that you studied fashion design, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, the, yeah. I, st- I started off, um, just did a BTEC in fashion design, but um, I, I really enjoyed it. But I just wasn't technically good enough to do pattern cutting um and my drawings just got me away with an awful lot you know but I really enjoy the design side of things and I really like that sort of research that you had to go in to do for designing you know um and I love like the cuts of, of fabrics and you know I just I, I just really I love designing I suppose you know so it's nice when you can get work to involve that like the Paramount work I've been doing yes. recently with the costume designer, um, 
a lot of it's top secret, so I can't talk about a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. But um, this is the thing more and more we're having to work to um, non-disclosure yes. agreements oh, and contracts. So there's Absolutely. a lot of fabulous clients that we'd love to scream and shout about, I can Jackie. S- but yeah. I can say to. I think I can say I'm working for Joanna Johnston. Yes, and she's like a top costume designer, and um, I'm working with her, and she's literally. Uh, telling me what to draw and I'm drawing it down and um, she's showing me a few photos or a few sketches and um, it's just such an honour to work with someone like that, do you know mm, what I mean? And, yeah. and it's been great because, you know, she's been saying, well, I wonder how this would go, uh, how it would drape and I, you know, I sort of have a bit of design input into oh, it wow, as well, yeah, do you yeah, know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, that's been really, really good, you know, just that's to have, have a yeah. say in that. So, yeah, sort and of... That was a project, again, something that ordinarily perhaps wouldn't be the sort of work that you would be doing on a day-to-day basis, but it was kind of the uniqueness of this opportunity to work in that environment with an mm. incredible costume designer. And yeah. it's in a particular period, isn't it's it? Just that, Open yeah. my eyes to have you done your thesis when you were at college yes. on that particular yeah era? so it's all vintage yeah. and um, yeah and it, this, it's all sort of wartime you know sort of works well, it's, it's post war I think but um, yeah my my thesis was all sort of on wartime fashions and the sort of rationing in uh, in mm-hmm. clothing you know I was absolutely oh, fascinated yeah. with all that but really it's great to actually get a chance to illustrate vintage style. Oh. You know, and it's really exciting. What purpose are the illustrations that you're creating? They, what are they being? Uh, used well, for? they're basically uh, being presented to the film studio. You know, so it's to show that we've been working through. It's been going on for what two to three months. Yes, would you say? Yes. Um, we've worked through every scene. We're coming to the end now, yeah. and it's just fascinating. Like um, having to draw things like, well, in this dress we need to conceal a weapon, you know, or in this wow. purse, you yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah, got to yeah. be big enough to put her gun in, and they mm. have to have like a replica gun made and everything. And it's a massive studio, and it's just been great to sort of get a little, you know, sort of eye opener into what goes on That's in the really film world. Brilliant. And then yeah. talking about the film world, that leads on to your forthcoming are we allowed to talk about I think you're allowed to talk about it yeah I've got a a job at the BAFTAs yeah next Sunday oh wow Um, on Valentine's Day all day sorry (laughs) Grant yeah but that's going to be really great it's um, uh, working in a suite at the Savoy for Atelier Shirovsky who are uh, uh, sponsoring the BAFTAs and uh, yeah, I'm going to be drawing nominees and red carpet guests, oh, wow. uh, VIPs. I know, awesome. I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it. I hope I'm not too starstruck, honestly. You got a plus one for me. Well, yeah, I think I'm actually. I think I'm going to take a friend with me because they. <laughs> To take photos because they want, you yes. know, oh, they, they, yeah, yeah, they want sort of social media. So, yeah, I kind of uh, hopefully I've enlisted a friend to sort of do all that because it will take that out of my hands, you know. Fantastic. So, yeah, it's amazing. That would be really amazing. I've just asked that question. I'm waiting to hear from Juliet. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I don't Congrats. know. That's, that's fantastic. That's really exciting. That's yeah. brilliant. So I want to tell a little bit about you get your guys' sort of relationship and your backgrounds, like sort of individually and together. Like, Vicky, like, what's your current role at Illustration Limited? Like, are you obviously in the fashion illustrators? Well? Um, yeah, I'm a senior agent at Illustration Limited, and I've been here for I think it's coming up nine years this February, actually. Yeah, um, unbelievably. Mm. And um, yeah, my role is I look after the marketing side of things, promotions. So I'm overseeing our sort of promotional schedule. Um, on a weekly basis of the illustrators that we're promoting. So that involves um, putting together e-newsletters to promote them, um, overseeing social media. Um, One major thing that I'm working on at the moment is we produce an annual um, print promotion. Uh, It's a a scrapbook, notebook, um, which we send to all of our clients internationally, um, plus clients that we're targeting for work. And I've just been working on the... We're just finishing the pre-production side of that and I'm just about to do the final proofing tomorrow morning mm. and that'll get sent off to print so that's really interesting um we, isn't that your baby or yeah kind of it you? just came to me I just tend to uh, sometimes it's very difficult to sort of come up with new marketing ideas but and I find it very difficult to come up with them kind of sitting at a desk behind a computer screen I'll always mm. come at a random 
time. Mm. But this came about a few years ago, actually at one of our Christmas drinks. Mm. I'd been asked to come up with a idea for a new e-newsletter and I was talking to one of our um, other fashion illustrators actually, Paul Holland. Yeah. And um, in talking to him, it all just came to me, this sort of idea for this scrapbooky newsletter, which is more going behind the scenes with an illustrator in the studio, talking to the illustrator about what their creative inspirations are, what drives them, their techniques, etc. It's so great, that, because um, it's such an insular world, isn't it, being an illustrator? Yeah, and, it's the biggest you know, part of me doing this. You know, know, yeah. I, I love showcasing the people behind the work as much as the work. You yeah, know? no, that. it's really good to get us from behind our drawing yes. boards and our yeah. little studios yeah. at yeah. home. So, and you know, um, it's great to see what other people are doing yeah. there, you know. I love reading your scrapbooks. <laughs> and then um, I also... Juliet has just come back from her maternity leave, which is fantastic. Mm. and um, while she's been away I've been looking after um, the job management inquiries and jobs Mm. for all of our fashion illustrators which is where my absolute passion lies because like Jackie I did a BTEC in fashion design Um, but I also didn't want to go into the design side of things I was very always very interested in the promotional and marketing side of things and particularly magazines and styling and what went into making that image on a page And I started out, I was really lucky, um, came to London, landed on my feet, was offered a job as a junior booker in a photographic agency and um, worked my way up in that profession and worked as a photographer's agent for 15 years. Um, and then my actually my route into fashion illustration is via Jackie because we used to work um, at the same design consultancy, Studio, Studio M, M, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I was a producer there. I was working on the other side of the table then, actually producing shoots for Aqua Scooter and British Home Stores. Um, we also had the um, House the Fashion Department for FHM magazine. And Jackie used to come in to work for... They also had a design, fashion design part of the studio. Yeah. Jackie used to work for one of the creative directors, Madeleine Moran. Yeah. And come in and do theme, illustration and mood. Yeah, for lots of presentation boards for Next, Next, I think, wasn't it? And BHS. And, I mean, a a whole side of work that doesn't exist anymore, in fact. I mean, the fashion world has changed massively, hasn't it, in the last... I don't know how long, 15 years? 15 years, years I guess, mm. like it, most industries, really. Yeah. Things gone digital. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, they've cut they've cut, cut back all the designers. Yeah. I mean, all the jobs got axed at, um, you know, M&S, BHS, really? uh, all, the, all these big design studios, you know. I mean, they just don't do that sort of work. I don't do any of that sort yeah. of work. And it used to be a, a massive part yes. of my work, that, all the, drawing all those figures. So Studio M had two parts. and I was in, We were in different parts, but we'd sort of catch up in the kitchen. It was a lovely studio. And then I'd come through and I'd watch Jackie draw, and it would amaze me because she'd come in with these big sheets of A3 paper. And I always remember, as a fashion student, like, to me... I'm not a natural drawer at all. Obviously, I've done it, been to art college and everything, but it doesn't come naturally to me. And the thought of a blank piece of paper I actually find quite terrifying. Mm. But to see Jackie just come in effortlessly, start putting this incredible, beautiful line down that was so natural. Mm. And we used to do the country road stuff there, didn't we, for Australia? And used to do a lot of watercolours there, you know. And they were really big, actually. Some of those were like A2 watercolours, you know. Um, It was a lovely job. But, yeah, we we met there, didn't we? And then I left Studio M to set up my own agency representing fashion photographers and stylists. And Jackie came to me and said, Vicky, do you think could there be space to represent me as a fashion illustrator? And I thought, oh, that, that looks really interesting. That would be a different challenge, but I don't know because I haven't represented a fashion illustrator before. But I went away and thought about it. And I thought, well, actually, it's going to be a lot of the same art buyers commissioning, presumably, and I'd love that opportunity. So I went back to Jackie and said, look, Jackie, as long as you understand, I haven't actually represented an illustrator before, mm-hmm. but I think there's scope. I think there's going to be definite crossover with the clients. Mm-hmm. I'd love this opportunity to give it a go. And it worked really well. And it worked yeah. really well. And, um, yeah, we worked together for, for six years at Piers Stoner. Yeah. Then things changed and I got an opportunity to join illustration, and as did Jackie, and so we kind of came 
That's a bit of a package together, I, guess. I know, and it's sort of it's <laughs> yeah. grown, hasn't it? Really, yes, I mean, absolutely. certainly for, for me, like the work has snowballed you because know? we were very much UK market. Yeah, based, it was so, kind of London, yeah. really mostly yes. London centric, wasn't it? You know, so, so for then Jackie to join Illustration, which obviously we're a worldwide agency, to sort of plug her into that world market mm. and see how what effect that's had on your career and that you're working so much overseas in America, Germany, France. It's been phenomenal. Mm. Yeah. And it's yeah. just been lovely. It's been an absolute honour to have this yeah. long working relationship yeah. together. And yeah, it has been great. Yeah. And, I mean, you must have seen so much development in Jackie's work. Although that must have been a sort of thrill for you to see, to be right there along all that journey and see... Absolutely. We talked about all the transformations stylistically and the, you know, yeah. and the uh, evolution of that. And I think Style. it just gets Jackie just keeps on getting better and better yeah. with each different challenge, yeah. different type of work that is presented to her. She seems to bring something else out of it. Yeah. And also, I think having seen each other through all of our children, yeah, I think with each child that Jackie's had, that you've brought something new to the table after that as well, or maybe yeah, I think new it, energy. It, it can be quite a creative it. time, can't it? I think when you're pregnant, and then you know after you've had. A child, you know, for me, I'm just dying to get back to work. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I sort of, yeah. I thought I'd want to be like this real motherly, you know, yeah. stay at home. I'm like, right, where's my work? Where's my yeah. pencil? I want to get back to drawing. I'm really I mean, I in, really in, that, in sort of in parenthood and you know and creativity and and the sort of different dynamics because I, I listened to of all things I was listening to Jamie Cullum's radio show on on Radio Two and then it was when he not laughed at becoming a father. And he was talking about the difference in his approach and going back in the studio and sort of less time for bullshit. And, mm, absolutely. And he's, you know, he's, he's you really get proud right down to it. His album being really kind of, you know, condensed, no time to mess around in it. And he was saying mm. that just, it's been a really positive transformation for him. Did you did you guys, in sort of your, both your respective work, you know, I guess you have to find ways to make it a positive thing. I guess you just have limited time because you... You've got your juggling two roles as yeah. a parent and as a professional person, Definitely. and you just, there's very little time in between the two roles. Oh, so you've mad. got to, when you're at work, you're just a hundred percent productive, yeah. and you make yeah. the most of that time. You don't really have the water cooler chat moments. Well, it's yeah. it's a great. Uh, I mean, being a freelance illustrator is really great you know, having kids, because you can be at home, you know. I mean, I'm very lucky, because Grant, my husband, he's an artist, so he's quite flexible Mm. working time. So, you know, he sort of took over the sort of parenting role, but I was still at home, you know, I was sort of breastfeeding for the first year, and it was nice to be able to do that, do you know what I mean? And we got some really, really good friends as well, who used to just, like, knock on the door. This is when we lived in Brighton. And, uh, you know, just say, do you want me to take Alex for a walk? And I'm like, brilliant, you know, I can do like... That's great, and she yeah. like, oh, I reckon I could stay out for about two hours, yeah. you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> right, that's it, at the drawing board. And yeah. produce so much work in two hours because you've gone from having no time to having two hours, two whole hours, yeah. you know. You'd be well, like, it wow. Well, perception of it all, yeah. Yeah, so, it's so that becomes a long time, yeah. So I, I'm wondering if maybe yeah. during that period you know, I was possibly... Uh, doing less collage, more right. quick brush yes. line, yeah. and a couple of colours. Maybe yeah. it happened then. I, it wasn't. It wasn't a conscious thing, yeah. you know. But it could well have been, you know, just a kind of practical measure, yeah. you know. Also, don't you feel? I feel like having, I, having children also gives you confidence because I think. Yeah. I don't know, after you've had a baby, you think, bloody hell, well, I've yeah. done that. If I've done I can that, do anything I can do now. anything. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean when, you've, when you've got to worry about feeding uh, someone else and then looking for school, suddenly, like, we transfer not working properly becomes insignificant. Do you yeah, know what I mean? it's like, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Speaking of breastfeeding, I had a, a, quite a, a, an interesting Skype call the other day. I, I, I was supposed to be ringing... And speaking to the PR lady of a band that I'm working with because they're based in the PR campaign for their debut album around my artwork. So I said, okay, well, give me give me your PR lady's number. I'll give her a call, I'll introduce myself, and you know, hopefully we'll meet up and we'll, we'll sort of come up with a good strategy and sync our, all our thinking. Anyway, the phone had stopped working and she realised when I called her up, couldn't hear me on the phone. Have you got Skype? Yeah, ring on Skype. I never do video calling because I just I hate seeing myself down the screen. So yeah. an audio call, oh, pops a video, mid-breastfeeding. And I'm just oh. like, I was like, oh, hello, oh, my <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> she's like, yeah, sorry, don't mind me. That's last time, right. David starts crying. It's like, should we, should we do this later? Yeah, yeah, we'll do this later <laughs> on. Yeah. Oh, so that was an interesting hello. Yes. Well, yeah, oh. so just goes to show how many things you can do at once when you're freelance. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> to you, Jackie, when, after I'd had Ruby in the very early days, so I was running my own agency then, I had to, had to be back to work, like, pretty much two weeks afterwards. Mm. Yeah. Had a, was on a trip to Milan when she was three months old and um, yeah, just went out there to see some great clients. Again, just this kind of fearlessness that you get yeah. ringing people up. Like, yeah, Did you do the expressing? No, I took my husband with me. Oh my God, fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah, he came with me and That's we was like, so and I'd run up clients, you know, like Franca Cesani, Italian Vogue, got, went in to see her. Met Johnny around the corner ten minutes later. You just went in a cafe with baby to be fed. And, yeah. Oh, you've got it's to grasp like, these opportunities, and you can't put anything it? like yeah. that off because it, yeah. it might brilliant. not come round again. No. <laughs> so I'm I'm interested in uh, Vicky. I know a little bit about your fashion, sort of the very the origins of your interest in sort of fashion and art. You said that you did you grow up in the northeast? Um, um, I grew up in the Cotswolds actually. Oh, and, um, yeah, but I you're right though. Oh, I, you went to New, you went I went to, to Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, right. Newcastle Polytechnic. <laughs> Northern <laughs> University of Northumbria, yeah. yeah, and I did um, a four-year degree in fashion marketing yeah. there. But more sort of the sort of the very origins. I mean, you you talked about magazines being your kind of part oh, yes. into, into that world. I'm sort of I'm interested to know about both your guys, kind of you know what inspired and interest in the arts okay. when you were growing up. I mean, Jackie, what's your background? Um, you know, oh God, I mean, draw. I mean. I think fashion came in sort of slowly, but I mean, it was drawing for me and it was figures and it was, it was women in clothes, Mm. but I didn't know at the time it was fashion Mm. because it was basically my first inspiration was those little ladybird books with the princesses, you know, the Cinderella, the Sleeping Beauty. And actually my dad's a draftsman, he's a retired draftsman. So there was always loads of paper, you know, reams of paper and uh, Stydler pencils, you know, which I still use, actually, because hmm. they are the best. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I always had loads of paper and used to sit down and look at these Ladybird books with these beautiful illustrations in them. Again, I didn't know they were illustrations. I didn't yeah. know what an illustration was. I didn't know what fashion was, but I used to basically try and copy these drawings. And uh, then I'd go like, oh, I wonder what that dress would look like if it was short. And, or in this colour. And I started just doing pages and pages of girls. I mean, I, go, I guess I was designing, but... That's fascinating. I'm from yeah. Bromsgrove in Worcestershire. I didn't know what a fashion designer was, let alone an illustrator, yeah. you know. So, yeah. It, yeah, but, you know, kind of the fashion came in very, very slowly because I, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I left. Who I does? had no idea... At 16, you haven't got a clue, no, have you? No, I was just, no. I was more interested in boys and, you know, yeah. um, going really, out enjoying what's, myself. What's, what's really interesting <laughs> to me about that is you were doing this stuff and, you, like you say, you didn't know what it was. At probably a similar time in my life, sort of 15, 16, I was doing a very similar thing, but like alternate football strips, alternate wrestling. Oh, uh, brilliant. Ring gear, masks, face paints, doing different colourways for all the wrestlers. Again, no idea that that was a role, that was a job in the real world, yeah. you know, just out of a genuine interest and something that just drew me to it subliminally. And Vicky, I mean, am I right in remembering that you said a similar thing about not knowing what a stylist was, but actually being yes. interested in how that world operates? Yeah, growing up in the Cotswolds, you know, it's kind of a... Um, a very small world and obviously we yeah. didn't have the internet mm-hmm. I guess what we did have that maybe kept us connected was magazines but again small news agent in the little village mm-hmm. didn't have a very wide range of magazines but I used to love just reading Vogue and other fashion magazines anything that I could see really because I just loved the fantasy of these worlds that were created on these pages and the fashion and I guess I loved fashion my grandmother was a great dressmaker and used to make my sister and I clothes and not. So, so I love my sewing. grandmother. I oh, didn't really? know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She's and then the other thing that we have in common is we both loved our Cindy's, and I think Cindy yeah, was an inspiration absolutely to both obsessed of us. with Cindy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't even know what Cindy is, do you? Are we talking like Barbie's parallel? Uh, yeah, yeah, but, yes, but, but she's much better. Yeah, than yeah, Barbie. She's yeah. much yeah, better. Yeah, no, I always remember. Yes, yeah, Cindy was always. Uh, <laughs> she always thought like the other one. Maybe they marketed Barbie better. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, she was the American girl, whereas, to, I mean, I don't know about Cindy, but I was, thought she was a UK girl. Yeah. Yes, she, she was. She's, girl. Yeah, definitely. She's a modern girl. Go. Yeah. She's, she's, you know, street fashion, really, yeah. isn't it? But I used to babysit for um, an actor, actually, who lived in our village called Ian McNeese. And I remember being around there, and I was about 15, and he was saying, well, what, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I don't know, but I love magazines, and I love how these images are created. He said, oh, that's called styling. But I didn't know what that really was, but no. I knew it was something to do with fashion. I know that in Cheltenham, our local town, where there was an art college, there was a BTEC fashion course there. Mm. So I was just dead set, that's what I'm going to do. OK, what do I need to do that? Three O-levels... Right, I'll just get three O levels and I'll <laughs> prove the rest. How lucky we were that you could do that wouldn't happen these no, days. No, we were very lucky. So we? got me three O levels and went to Cheltenham. Mm. And um, yeah, it was a whole new world. As soon as I arrived, I, it was just fantastic. I remember having this first history of art discussion and the, the tutor said, you can be inspired by absolutely anything. You can even be inspired by a crack in the pavement. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. thought, wow. And then I remember going to the library, and what we didn't have in the newsagent in the little village in Chip and Camden was like the Face, ID, Blitz, any of those kind of style, street style magazines. Mm. And seeing these for the first time was just like, wow, this is just, this is totally it. And mm. falling in love with it all. I think that, I mean, that's a good thing about good tuition as well, isn't it? When you're at college, at uni, wherever you went, you know, it's kind of being inspired by really good tutors, you know. I mean, yeah. the, the reason why I went on to do illustration was that uh, one of my tutors recognised that I was really good at drawing fashion mm. and she's going, you know, you should go and do a fashion promotion course. Mm. At the time, I had no ambition to leave Worcestershire, you know, and I, I went to Bourneville College, so I was nearer Birmingham, which I quite liked. Uh, but I just kind of thought, oh, you know, I'll become um, a window dresser in Rackhams. Do you know? That'll mm-hmm. do. Yeah. That'll do for me. Yeah. I was with a long-term boyfriend. I, I had no... Exactly I, the same path. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, not not interested in going away. Couldn't really see that and didn't really have, like mm-hmm. I say, ambition. But, you know, when she sort of... Um, Kim, she was she did illustration as well. She was uh, illustrated a children's book. And I loved her. She was so fashion. She was always sort of really strong, pink lips, and um, always in black and white, you know. And I was mm. like, oh, I love her. It's she's great, isn't it? she's just fabulous, you know. Mm. And uh, and she's going like, you really need to apply to Epsom. There's a really good course there, fashion promotion and communication. It was called at the time. Went on to be uh, fashion promotion and illustration. And, uh, you know, I went, well, I'll apply, but I probably won't get in, you know. <laughs> I just sort of did it to shut her up, really. And, and when I went for the interview, and the woman who interviewed me, who um, was the head of fashion, and I'm still in touch with her on Facebook now, Josie Kemp, she was an amazing woman. And she, I mean, she used to take the piss out of me because I kind of, um, I went into the interview in like a, a flowery shirt. I think I had a perm at the time. <laughs> <laughs> this was like 1980, whatever. And, uh, you know, and she said to me later on, you couldn't have looked any less fashion. Oh. <laughs> you know and I was yeah you know but sort of I was amazed when I got in absolutely amazed I you know and I went oh I suppose I've got to go now you know and uh but it it was only when I got to Epsom that I found out that actually you could work as a fashion illustrator Mm. and you could illustrate fashion for a living Mm. and and I was really fortunate having really really good tutors and, you know, and being really inspired by them and, yeah. and really good direction from them, you know. Yeah. So I think you've got to <laughs> yeah. hopefully continue to inspire and keep Absolutely. that ball rolling, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Sort of... Well, you do, you do. I, I have the same thing. I've been blessed with great tutors who have done the same thing. They could see what was not even in my world, you know. It's, mm, uh, it's, it's crucial. Great, yeah. So you mentioned about the internet. I'm quite fascinated. I had a conversation the other day with two of my old tutors I was back at my old uni giving a talk and we were in the pub afterwards and we were chatting about what we perceived. Maybe I'm just not switched on to fashion and I don't see it if it is there, but we were talking about a complete lack of any sort of movement at the moment. We were, we were specifically talking about music, so you know we were looking back at 
yeah. uh, sort of collective culture and mm. things. We were having a People very similar. What you mean, like punks and skins yeah. and all that? Is, you is know? there anything like, at the moment? Because I don't see mm-hmm. it. If there is, and uh, maybe that's just my. Are we too old to see it? Do you think? Maybe that's what well. It is. I speak for myself, not you. But <laughs> one of the big things we said that probably had an influence on that was that the speed and the disposability of the, the cult, visual culture now with the internet. You know, in, in that. You can just filter through so much stuff, and and you know, does that mean that sort of things are so fast moving that actually there's no time to invest or find your own little thing? Like you know, you might have found a bunch of punks back then, and only you and your mates might know about it yeah. because we didn't yeah. have this viral culture. Exactly, it took Better time for that. that to bubble out to filter yeah. through as well. Tried to sort of communicate it from yeah. say uh, Kings Road to the rest yes, of London absolutely. and then outside London. Yeah, yeah, I guess there's something yeah, in that. I know. Because um, the the young generation now are so they spend so much time on the internet, mm. um, socialising, and they don't have they perhaps aren't actually out there in the way that we were. I mean, yeah. venue live music venues, <laughs> there aren't very many of yeah. them anymore. There aren't very many youth clubs. Well, yeah, there aren't actually many places for kids to actually go yeah. and hang out in a group. Mm. Um, and also the you know death of the sort of high street places that you'd go and hang out yeah. with his mates on a Saturday. You'd ca- catch the bus from Chipping Camden to Evesham to go to the record shop with your 70p yeah. to get whatever single you wanted that week. You'd have a bit of go around the market and see what you could find. Yeah. And that, you well, know, you'd hang out in the group and... I don't really think that that happens so yeah, much. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I think sort of <clears> sweeping <throat> generalisation, uh, there are kind of... Um, some sort of um, younger people who are inspired by, you know, like wags and stuff like that. And I found that a massive kind of uh, movement and cringing, you know, almost because it's almost Mm. like young kids... I mean, I speak from, you know, sort of... uh, Young young kids I've known from about 16, 17 years old, and they're all sort of hair extensions mm. and false nails and everything. Mm. And it's almost like they're masking up the person that yeah, they are. Yeah. They're you know they and they're, but they all look the same. Yeah. You know, it's a bit sort of Stepford Wives, yeah. like, do you know what I mean? It's I, like a normalisation, isn't it? I think yeah, the big it is, part yeah. of that is probably because things are so global now with the internet that we, there are so many influences coming in at such a fast pace. Celebrity. So, uh, American television, uh, whatever. Yeah, like I said, and celebrity is probably the predominant thing. I mean, let's face it, Facebook is probably the youth club today. YouTube is where you watch a gig. You don't mm. go to watch a gig. Yes. Or not, not, not a lot of young people anyway, at least. Not well, I don't like even think that the young people, to. my daughter's generation, think that Facebook is really old. It's oh, like, wow. they're all just Instagram. Instagram. Oh, wow. Snapchat. Wow, all the geeks are on Facebook still. I love that. But, it's, but like you say, because of that, you don't, you don't have to go out and see a gig to find the latest new band anymore but because mm. you're seeing so many and so much so fast and it's gone the next minute maybe mm. that just creates a sort of middle ground where you're a bit of everything and that's maybe that's where there's no movement you know I don't know I was around my uncle's over Christmas and he blew my mind but he's been a collector for years you know uh, primarily sort of record sleeves and rare punk stuff and artwork and all this stuff and he it just I mean I got around and he was on his own in the house. He was like, well, come up, I'll show you what I've been collecting recently. And he casually wheels out this sort of wardrobe rack full of original handmade Vivian Westwood, Malcolm McLaren, no. Anarchy, Anarchy shirts. Oh, my God. He's paid two grand a pop for some of these. I mean, like... And I was like... Are you serious? I was like, fuck have you got these, Jeff? This is ridiculous. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, they've just got a bit, got a bit of value at the minute. And, you know, I always like the pistol stuff and all that. So I'm, like, photographing everyone going... Ah! Honestly, all that would just be worth a I mean, fortune. I mean, I mean, some of them had, like, swastikas and stuff, and we're talking about real angry stuff. Some yeah, of they were, No future on collars and things yes, like that. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is amazing. And it's triggered this whole universe of ideas as to now thinking about crypts, starting to create my own, you know, one-off clothing, getting dyes and inks and, and sort of going down that road. Definitely. But, you know, I was chatting to Don Let's I think, Vicky, that you were in yes. the podcast, didn't you, with him? And he said how... Um, He's sick of people coming and asking him about punk and saying that yes. was great and it was brilliant and it was important. But what's now? What's now's punk? I'm not seeing Absolutely. it. I'm not. I'm not. You yeah. know, why am I still being asked? I, I love well, his brilliant. quote not, in that when he said, "We've got no counterculture anymore. All we've got is over the counterculture." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, I thought. You know, for, I don't know. A, a little while back, I thought there was almost going to be a punk revival there. Mm. You know, there was a bit of talk about it in magazines. Yes. You know, and then it's just like. 
nothing. Well, I mean, it, you know, I think, you know. but I think things come in cycles, don't they? And perhaps if I'm right and there is no movement and it feels like it's crying out for something at the moment and whether we'll get it, I don't know. But I like to think that there'll be some pocket of culture that's so angry somewhere that something yeah. will bubble. It is rebellion, isn't it? It's amazing it's to me rebellion. that there is, uh, there's not enough, well, not enough, yeah. I mean, that sounds wrong. A but, lot um, of apathy. That, that people, the younger generation, aren't more angry because, let's face it, they've got mm. a hell of a lot of things to be angry about. Yeah. Maybe they're too I distracted mean, the to pressures videos. on them for school mm. to have fantastic grades, to get into university. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure, isn't there, on being young? The cost of university, the opportunities when they come out, mm. the cost of housing. Mm. It's like it feels like everything is so stacked against yeah. them. The inter- unpaid internships which we, we didn't have. We had work experience, which mm-hmm. was paid. Yeah. Or if you weren't paid, at least you were paid your expensive, but more Absolutely. often than not, you were paid yeah. for your time. Yeah. It, it just makes me so angry. Mm. Yeah, I know it's really bad, isn't it? It's a yeah. world. Yeah, I'd be interested to see how it goes and how people respond to that, because it's such a box-ticking culture at the moment that I hope... You know, yeah, I just thought people get, do get a bit passionate, a bit, a bit angry mm. moving forward, you know. I'm hoping that this show inspires some people. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm sure, it will. sure it will. This is a really silly question, Jackie, but when I Googled you to find to start look at your work and recent work and stuff earlier, I noticed there's an actress with the same name. Does that annoy you? <laughs> Does it annoy me? No, no. No, I find it very, very amusing, um, especially uh, when people honestly think that I am her, you know, because I do get, um, you know, I get little comments on um, Twitter and uh, photos sent of me, sent, you know, meant for her. And I mean, especially because she was on the, was it the Oscars? She, She was on... I think she had some award, some lifetime award or something, right? This was last year, possibly the year before. And she was quite drunk on stage. <laughs> People go, nice one, nice one, tweeting. She you. made this speech, and uh, yeah, you should. You're you an embarrassment, YouTube it. <laughs> Bless her, she was really, she was really funny. And um, there were a few comments I got on Twitter, you know, about that. And, uh, you know, I just had to sort of write back going, nothing to do with me. I'm just like the <laughs> illustrator. <laughs> I wonder if she's aware of you, Jacqueline. I, it would be really funny yeah, because, yeah, if you, if you Google Jacqueline Bissett, obviously she comes up first because she was very famous <laughs> in what I found day. out, and that's why I asked. Yeah, I mean, she was famously in Bullet, I think, with Steve McQueen. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> That's which is I think quite a cult cult film, really, yes. isn't it? You know, um, it's not why you're at the Baptist, is it? Well, <laughs> you'll have to wait and see. <laughs> oh no, not quite. Really? I don't think be I'll good find if she my was there and you got to draw her. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> that would be so ironic, wouldn't the it? The reason I asked like, that because I, I had a similar thing when I was in New Zealand. It really wound me up to find out that a dermatologist in Taronga, I remember that, that's really sad, <laughs> called Ben Talon, was above me in Google, on, on like google.co.nz. And it really, and it used to annoy me. Like, it really, and I'm thinking one day I'm going to be above him. I don't know if I am now in New Zealand. But if any are. Kiwis I are listening, you let are. me know. <laughs> Everywhere else in the world, I was on the one when I Googled my name. It's not very common, but he trumps me in New Zealand. Funny. Well, do you know what? I mean, I always thought, well, it's great because people remember the mm. name. Do you know what I mean? Yes. yes. Yeah, use it to your advantage. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Right, well, so the usual last bit of the show, um, the shark in the tank, where I ask, I, because this is the first time I've done multiple guests, um, and I usually ask someone to name a sort of love and a hate, and it's like, you know, it could be whatever, an all time thing, a, a current thing, anything at all, it's just a bit of fun, but I'm going to ask you to to name one each so I'll let you guys decide who's doing a love and who's doing a hate but <laughs> of what? of the illustration of any, or no, anything? absolutely anything within the creative realm so it could be a theme a film or a book but anything at all it doesn't have to be one thing either it's just it's a very broad question but it's always interesting answers and, uh, I mean some people have named film lighting in the past uh, other people have named you know a certain uh, short story or what. it's an absolutely open book um, so yeah Okay, I think I I have thought of something. Um, I have got a bit of a pet hate. um, If I see any illustrators tracing over photographs, Mm. 
that's awful, isn't it? Mm. I, I hate that. I just kind of... But, I mean, I know sometimes that's part of people's style. Mm. But uh, I kind of think, don't be lazy. Draw it. If you're going to work from a photograph, draw it and change it as much as possible. Yeah. Don't make it look like the photograph, because what's the point? Yes. Do you know what I mean? But, mm. yeah, I kind of... Um, I, I do see illustrators tracing mm. over photographs, and it just... I just think no, you're gonna you're gonna fall out of love with illustration because you're gonna be bored of tracing yeah. over mm. photographs. Yeah, from the process. Maybe I don't know. Mm. That's the first thing that springs to mind. I don't know if I'd have said that if you'd asked me in advance. <laughs> I guess that my my love then would probably relate to that because I love drawing and I particularly love to see where the human hand has been. And I guess that's what I found fascinating when I first met Jackie was just watching her drawing, and also I guess maybe because. I'm married to a jeweller mm. and my sister is a bespoke shoemaker so I've yeah. always appreciated the pure craftsmanship and skill that goes into anything that is I handmade and so therefore hand rendered illustration for me is a yeah big turn on. Mm. Oh, mm. Yeah. Good answers. Great. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well thanks so much for your time guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Ben. Embarrassingly enough, I rolled up to my very first solo show in Minsk, Belarus, wearing a bright yellow t-shirt over a grey jumper. Yeah. <laughs> that gives you a little bit of insight into my fashion sense. Um, you know, there are parallels between the things that make for any successful creative practitioner, so I guess that's why I was talking on fashion, because um, it was good for those guys to get a sense of how an illustrator has got somewhere you know, doing their thing. So the ladies, I'm sure, gave you a way better insight than what I could give you. And I hope that was useful because um, it's not going to get much hotter than Jackie and uh, Vicky's experience. And what they're doing right now, they're as hot as ever. Real contemporary big hitters. And that's inspirational stuff, right? I mean, fashion is a world that I've barely touched upon in my artwork. But to hear the things that those guys are doing, it's really cool stuff. And I mean drawing at the BAFTAs. It doesn't get much bigger, does it? Uh, I can't wait to see more of what Jackie's been doing there and what she gets up to in the future because, you know, it's just just go and check her out. Just go and follow her on social media. Get on illustrationweb.com and see what she's up to. Lots of images in there, lots of bright colours, nice loose ink work. It's what she does. Some really cool guests coming up uh, in the future got illustration jedi rod hunt coming up we've got sinead from crafty fox markets if anyone's ever attended one of those things you'll know just how good they are and we're going to talk about the brainstorm you know the the brainwaves that that engineered uh, the markets for sinead and that's a cool story in its own right we've got lots more coming up we've got electronic music we've got hard rock music we've got music in artwork and music we got it's all going off uh, on arrest on the mix and thanks for supporting the show so far Keep the tweets coming in at Arrest on the Mix. As I said, uh, best place to contact us for sure. Always loving hearing the feedback from you guys. And get us some guest suggestions. Tell us who you want to hear. Tell us what you want to know about. And get your own work submitted. I'm always up for suggestions and I get perilously little. So the opportunities are there. Tell me what you're doing. Tell me why it's good. And we'll consider you getting in on, on the show. Um, proud to announce a new sponsor for the show. Uh, for the foreseeable future, we're going to be working with Hat Internet, who are uh, the guys responsible for hosting, for SEO, for all web-related stuff, which, let's face it, we all need to be doing right now. Uh, so we're going to be bringing you a series of tips, sort of bite-sized takeaway SEO pointers, social media tips. We all need to get better on that stuff. So, you know, I don't want to go down the road of clunky sponsors and really off marketing shit, but... This is relevant stuff, and let me tell you, when I was researching this for the show, um, I was delighted to, to learn loads of little tips, and I feel like I'm getting a little bit better at the social media stuff, thanks to the help from the guys at Heart Internet. So, the first tip uh, I'm going to give you guys is finding your influences on Twitter. That's going to be the theme for the first couple of shows, because it's really important to sort of find the people who are sharing valuable content, relevant content. So, for example, if you're an illustrator... Uh, as am I, I sort of went in and punched in illustration on Buzzsumo to check it out. 
and it was way too broad of a search term. So I thought, okay, well, let's let's narrow it down a little bit. So I I went and put music illustration, and straight away I found really really cool content. So I came across an article about fashion illustrators from the American Music Awards to keep into you know in the theme of today's show um, by Emma Kenny. So straight away there's an influence Emma Kenny. Get on, check her out. Um, I went and had a look at she's doing. She's doing some really awesome stuff for really cool clients. So you know, on a selfish level, picking up those clients, checking out what they're doing. Could I be of any worth to them? Uh, looking at the American Music Awards, uh, and now I'm aware of Emma. So you know, there she is. If I ever get the chance to commission her, her work's awesome. So there's one influencer. Um, and then next in 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 line was a website. It pulled up uh, an article on Fader, and this was about illustrator Zach Tebble turning Kanye West's Bound 2 music video into a children's book. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, there we are, another another influencer, somebody doing a massive job, getting you know getting exposure left, right and centre in the media. And the list kept going, you know. I found, uh, I found articles on Behance, on the 99U platform, and it's just opened up all these doors immediately. So within my network now on Twitter, uh, I found these people, and they're doing big things in the business, and it's just good to learn from and, and be in their circles and connect with them. So there's first tip. Uh, for this show, go and check it out, buzzsumo.com. Um, you can go and check out Heart Internet, of course, at heartinternet.uk. Great hosting, reseller account, everything you need for your websites. Um, hope that wasn't too cheesy. It's really, really cool stuff, actually. Um, I've actually put time in this week from the things that I found from the article to update my databases. And if you're switched on, you need to do this stuff. It doesn't matter what you're doing in whatever discipline. So it's cool stuff. Go and check out Heart Internet, and they also run 123Reg. So really cool stuff and really valuable, important content that they're sharing for free. And here's my little bit of it today. Thanks for checking in, guys. As ever, I hope you've enjoyed the show today. Looking forward to bringing you future great episodes. And do go check us out, as ever, on social media. And talk to you all soon. Thank you.